Podcast. Joseph White here alongside Mr. Ryan Paulson. It is championship weekend. We got two slates. This weekend and the Super Bowl showdown slate. That's it. That's all the time we have left. And we're still out here grinding. Why, Ryan? That still needs a new pair of shoes, Joe. Well, again, we've had a good season. I like where we're headed here. I like the position we're in. And I like these games. This is, this is, I haven't actually thought about this, so it's probably wildly unfair to say, but I'm just going to go off the top of my head, and this could be entirely wrong. Uh, this is as good a championship weekend as I think we've had in a long, long while. I feel the same, but I also haven't actually looked to confirm that, so I'm just going to let my excitement ride into the weekend because we were robbed of Ravens Chiefs last year, and it just ate at me for the whole season. Yeah, yeah, that's fair, uh, but we get... Bucks, Packers, great game, Brady and Rodgers. And then we get Bills, Chiefs, Allen, Mahomes. Both over-unders are in the 50s. I love this. I love it. I'm, I'm a, if, if everyone's healthy, and that's obviously a big thing, but if everyone's healthy, then uh, this is going to be a great weekend of football. Totally agree, and I, I think we're going to get the pieces we need healthy to be healthy. It, it looks like we're good to go. All right, then let, let's just start, you know, right there with, with the big injury question of the weekend. Uh, it takes us right to quarterback and, uh, and, and at the top. Patrick Mahomes, $7,600, questionable. Uh, looks like he practiced uh, on Wednesday. He was officially limited today. I don't see a lot of folks, though, talking about Patrick Mahomes being out. And so Patrick Mahomes is, is healthy he gets a pretty good matchup at home against a, a Buffalo Bills defense that's 23rd against fantasy quarterbacks. Yeah, all reports indicate that he's been the guy taking the reps at practice, and yes, he's been limited, but I think we would have heard much more concern by now if he were actually a legitimate threat to miss. So I'm proceeding like he's going to play and he's going to be ready to go. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's the way you build, and uh, and if Mahomes is ready, he's not. I think my favorite quarterback on the board, but he's absolutely uh, somebody who's got to be in in your multiple lineups. He's if I'm making one and I'm only allowed one, he's probably not my guy. Um, but if I'm making three, he's definitely in the three. If I'm making two, he's probably in the two. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, my favorite guy is Josh Allen. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's um, Look, we were all over Devin Singletary last week, and he didn't corrupt. Like, he wasn't the reason we lost. He was very popular. But we saw Dable just open up with throws. And I don't really think that's going to change here, especially if we think the Bills are going to be chasing at all. You know, obviously they're just going to keep throwing the football. Because of that, I think we can just bank on just an absolutely insane amount of volume from the Bills here. And at a $700 discount, Maybe we can dock Mahomes a little bit of sharpness. Just maybe. Mm -hmm. He's coming off of a concussion or at least concussion-like symptoms. He's got the toe. Maybe we can ding him a little bit there if we're just trying to to nitpick. So for me, that gives the edge to Josh Allen for the $700 in savings as well. I mean, you expect some some positive game flow for Allen. You, you, You have to expect them to be trailing in this game. Kansas City is not great against the pass, 27th uh, against fantasy quarterbacks. 
if Kansas City gets after uh, Josh Allen a bit, which I, I think is what they hope to do as a defense. I mean, who doesn't want to get after the quarterback? But um, it's not like Josh Allen can't take off and pick up those rushing yards. So I, I love Josh Allen here. And, uh, you know, we only got two other starting quarterbacks. I'm going to jump down and just say Brady, $6,100. He's the cheapest. You know, anytime you're looking at Tom Brady as the cheapest quarterback on the slate um, in terms of starting uh, quarterbacks. Obviously, you know, you're going to give it at least a sideways look. Um, but for me, Aaron Rodgers, 6,500 is, is where I'm at. I'm, I'm interested in Rodgers against Tampa Bay at home, and I'm not really all that interested in Tom Brady. Yeah, so obviously these teams played earlier in the season, and the Bucks won 38-10. to 10. And small sample size theater, obviously. Uh, Tom Brady had 14 fantasy points, and Aaron Rodgers didn't even get six. I don't think that's going to repeat itself this weekend, but uh, both of these defenses are legitimately a factor in terms of being possible to shut down the other. I agree with you, though. I think if there's a team that's more apt to lean on the run, it's the Bucks, which would put Brady at the bottom of my rankings this week for me. And I like Rodgers, but I have Allen and then Mahomes, then Rodgers, then Brady. Allen, Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady. Yes, I agree. That That's the order I have them in. Um, and I, I think, honestly, I, I don't think that's... I, I feel pretty solid about that. I, I, that. That's not really even a question to me. I think that's the correct order, period. Yeah, and as we get closer to Sunday afternoon, I, like I think ownership will be pretty flat. You know, I would expect our rankings to probably be where the ownership flies. But I mean, if we're looking at Brady at like under ten percent, I would really then want to consider him more, just because that's a really easy way to get different on the slate. And it's just game theory. You know, it's not in terms of what I project or what I think is most likely to happen. It's just, if I know where the field is going and I got an opportunity to get Brady at that low of ownership, I'd be much more interested, but you know, I'm going to wait and to see what that data comes back and looks like, and then I'll make a decision from there. Yeah. Uh, running back. Things are a little less clear. A uh, couple different questionable tags out here and, and trying to figure out how to navigate all of that. Um, is tough, particularly because, I mean, we've, we've got running back options. I don't think, you know, anyone's particularly excited about playing. Uh, Aaron Jones is at the top of the board, 6500 He's $1,200 more expensive than, than uh, the closest running back. But, you know, we're, we're approaching, uh, you know, I'm, we're approaching the territory where I write off Aaron Jones. He only got 14 carries last week. Now, he broke a 60-yarder to help his total. Uh, in 99 total yards, just just begging for that one extra. But again, Mike McCarthy's gone, and we're still talking about Green Bay and running the ball with people who aren't named Aaron Jones. Yeah, I was just headed right there. Like you hit the nail on the head. They gave Jamal Williams 12 carries against the Rams last week. They gave AJ Dillon six. That's more than Aaron Jones, you know, combined with those two. Yep. He's in a timeshare. So unless you really think that tilts back this way, or if the Bucks get up and they use Aaron Jones as a receiver more frequently than they have been, you know, 6,500 seems about right for Aaron Jones, not underpriced, not overpriced. That seems okay. And yeah, he had a huge 60 yard uh, rush. You take that out, boy, we're feeling pretty sour about Aaron Jones here, but you know, we can get him. He's fine. It, it, 
it's just we don't love to really approach Tampa Bay's defense between the tackles anyway. Yeah. So based on the usage, based on the mix-in of the other guys here, I'm with you. I'm not really enthused about just jamming them in and moving on here. Yeah, no, and I would I would feel the same about the second most expensive running back, Leonard Fournette's 5,300. It's a better matchup. Uh, Green Bay can be had on the ground. They're 25th against fantasy running backs, but it's Leonard Fournette. He got 17 carries last week, um, put up 21 points. You like that, but I don't know. Ronald Jones has been working his way back from an injury. Um, you you said earlier, um, uh, right before we started recording, that that you know word is that uh, Ronald Jones is looking better than he did last week, and and he's a $700 discount. I mean, I'd rather play Ronald Jones at 46 than I would Leonard Fournette, who I just kind of feel okay about. Yeah, and if Ronald Jones himself came out and said he feels better than he did last week, and he got you know like 12 carries, 13 carries. Again, not very involved in the passing game. That's Uncle Len. But if Arians trust that Ronald Jones is a little bit healthier, we could see that usage tilt a little bit more in Ronald Jones' favor. And if they get up, I think they're going to really put the ball to Ronald Jones rather than Leonard Fournette. But again, we're talking about another timeshare here. Mm -hmm. And it's look, this is the theme of the entire position this week. And you're going to have to take some shots. I think Leonard Fournette will be more popular. I think Ronald Jones will come at maybe half the ownership. And I like that. You know, give me the guy that's cheaper and lower owned. And they're really not too far off in usage there. So, boy, what an ugly week for this. We get the great quarterbacks. We get the great receivers. Running back, not so much. Yeah, uh, because the the next two are Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Darrell Williams, both from the Chiefs. They're separated by $200.00. Um, Edwards Hilaire's got the questionable tag. You just—it's it, hard to really know. Uh, he hasn't played since week 15. I don't know. I—you I, know, this is this is one of those guys. I think makes my lineup along with Ronald Jones. It just depends on on how the news develops into Sunday morning. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. We wish we could be more clear about that, but we just don't know. If Edwards Hilaire is out, Darrell Williams is a lock. Yeah. Just based on use, because right. Evan Bell didn't practice today, and he was healthy last week, and they didn't use him anyway. So that makes it easy, but again, the ownership will flock there too. But I'm okay with that. I'm not going to get cute by fading him. I'm just going to lock him in and then just make a little bit different lineup elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, if Edwards Hilaire is active, I would have to imagine that he's good to go. Yeah. Like, you know, 90% plus, and he's, he got double digits – in carries he's going to be involved in the passing game and this is the game i want a bigger piece of rather than tampa bay and green bay so i'm with you it's going to be hard to make the lineup without one of these guys agreed uh and the last running back i think that's worth talking about is singletary he's still the back there um seven carries last time last week excuse me did catch three passes on three targets and he's 4500 i just mentioned you know i i don't love it I'd rather take Allen and stack a pair of Bills wide receivers with him, but $4,500 is pretty cheap for a guy who is theoretically the running back there. Yeah, uh, I think we got the floor game last week. Seven carries, three catches on three targets for 12 yards, 6.7 DraftKings points. Uh, I think that's the floor. If he gets into the end zone, catches another ball, breaks one off for a bigger run, 
you know, he's going to be okay. And look, this is not a week where you're going to need like 200 points on DraftKings to make all the money. So you, you really just want to get away with what you can. I'd rather get two running backs from this game. If you get Daryl Williams and Singletary in there, you can get the receivers you want. And when we're not in love with Aaron Jones or Leonard Fournette, uh, this is a viable strategy to me. So I'm going to go right back to him. And mm-hmm. I'm probably going to mix and match at running back and just try to to load up on the guys I feel good about at wide receiver. Yeah, I don't I don't think you're you're winning or losing your week at running back this week. I th- I think you're winning or losing your week at wide receiver. Um yep. and and which sure. ones you've got and and who goes off because Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. Those are the first six wide receivers on the slate in terms of price and I think any of them have a ceiling game possible. And at least five of those six could have a slate-breaking performance at any, in, in any week. And so I love Devontae Adams. He's 25th. Uh, I'm sorry, Tampa Bay's defense is 25th against wide receivers. He did not have um, a, a huge – he did not have a Devontae Adams-like game last week, but he still got 10 targets. He caught nine of them. Uh, I, I, think, I think he's ready for a ceiling game. I love him this week. And uh, I'm going to skip Tyreek for a second and just say that you have to love Diggs. They are throwing the ball all over the yard. He gets targets 11 last week. Um, he's the guy Josh Allen is looking for. And in a game where we expect Josh Allen to be throwing it all over the place, Adams and Diggs, I think you lock those two in, and then you try and build the rest of your lineup around them. Yeah, absolutely love Devontae Adams. He's only 8K. You know, he got a, a price drop along with everybody else. They made the pricing much more condensed, so it, it would be a much more fun experience for everybody. Love him. And didn't have the biggest game against Tampa, but again, we talked about that. Uh, I'm not expecting a repeat performance there. Uh, pretty much every guy we're about to talk about has a questionable tag right now, and I think the only one who might miss is Antonio Brown. So I'm assuming Diggs is completely healthy, and I love him at 7K. Mm-hmm. They'll move him all over the field. They're going to throw to him all the time, double-digit targets. And in a game that, look, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. And if the Bills are on top, they're still throwing the football more than any other team. So, like, it doesn't matter. Right. So love those guys. Um, I, I think the interesting one is Tyreek Hill. And if Mahomes is at all limited – you know, it's the it's the the toe on the left foot where you got to kind of load up downfield. But they were getting him in screens, they were giving him sweeps, and you let him create. I think he's fine. It's just how do you get Adams, Diggs, and one of Hill or Kelsey? It's hard. Yes, that's so. that's the problem. You you've got to get real creative with maybe you know um, you got to get real creative. I think at tight end, and you've got to be willing to punt yeah. on a defense. And, and we'll get to tight end and defense in a second. Um, t- Tyreek Hill is the one that's – it's a 50-50 shot for me. Um, you could you could pick – you know, him or Kelsey, it's hard to say. I think you've just got to mix and match and, and hope uh, that, you know, you've – that one of your lineups hits in, in the big ways. And as for the other two big names here, before we start getting to some more discount wide receivers, Evans and Godwin – I think they're fades for me. Interesting. Um, one thing I'd like to mention is that Kelsey is so above and beyond at his position that I'm more apt to try to jam him in than Tyreek. 
because we can get Adams and Diggs and all these guys at wide receiver, but I think you might be in a lot of trouble if Kelsey has a big game and you just don't have him in that lineup. Yeah. So just for positional scarcity, I, I lean to Kelsey over Hill. So I'll get Adams and Diggs before I get Hill. Uh, I, uh, with the Bucks guy. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I think Evans is always, you know, we talked about it last week. Marshawn Lattimore did what he does. He caught a touchdown and that was it. And Jair Alexander is every bit as good as a cornerback as Marshawn Lattimore. So I expect him to be on Evans for at least part of the game. And Godwin is just the type of guy that we like in the short yardage, higher volume of targets, and he's a little bit cheaper. Uh, if you're not playing one of these guys, are you just like saying I'm off the bucks? I'd rather get the other three offenses. Okay. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on, you know, I'm on probably Ronald Jones and then I'm kind of off the bucks. Um, and I, look, that's, that's, I, I'm playing, you know, it's, it's dangerous to, to, to just take an entire offense on a four game slate and say, Nope, no thanks. Especially when that offense is led by Tom Brady. Um, but I, I think I think there is I think you are threading a needle here to find the type of game that you need with Evans and Godwin because there's I mean there's a there's a bunch of scenarios that that can play out here um, and and only a couple only you know one of them has Evans going off and only one of them is Godwin going off I don't think in in this sort of game both are gonna have big days it's gonna be one or the other so you're try you know you you're you're limiting your chances there. And then there's also the option that I just, I think it's possible that the Tampa Bay Bucks going into Green Bay just have a real hard time playing this Green Bay team and their offense doesn't do a lot. So I, I feel more comfortable fading both of those wide receivers because I don't have a good feeling about one over the other. And then, and then you know, getting digs, getting Adams, Maybe going John Brown at $4,300, who got 11 targets last week as he works his way back into that offense, in an offense that's going to be throwing the ball, in an offense that's going to be behind. Alan Lazard, if I'm playing you know, uh, Rodgers and want to want a double stack of the Packers, eight targets last week. Um, he's, he's certainly the number two. I think, I think that's where my thinking is going to end up, and it's just going to be a fade of the Bucks. Yeah, I think that's really sharp and really spot on because as we discussed at running back, well, yeah, the Packers want to give three guys a bunch of looks and the Bucks gave Lenny and Rojo a bunch of looks. Well, that takes volume away from the passing game. And if there's one game that has a chance to shoot out, just really speed up back and forth, uh, it's Chiefs-Bills. Mm -hmm. So give me the guys in that game. Give me the running backs where they're getting the volume. And I think... I, look, I don't know if that's that strategy is going to fly yeah. under the radar, but it just makes the most sense to build your teams around something like that happening. So in a game where I'm going to try to get leverage with uh, the, the passing games in the Packers and the Bucks, sure, give me some Evans and some Godwin. But for the most part, optimally, I think I'm with you. I'm going to fade them. And look, we said we were going to John Brown last week and he rewarded us. And if Dable's going to open up the passing volume like he did against the Ravens, why don't we go right back to him at 4,300 again? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, if you want to get different, you can get a little Cole Beasley as well. Um, but I think, I think that's the build. It's, it, you know, we're fading the goat, which is, feels 
I mean, it's weird to say, but I think I think that's the right play. Anyone else lower? I mean, you know, Miko Hardman's on the board, so would you like a, a minute or two? Uh, look, the Packers ancillary guys are interesting just because Rodgers will throw them to him. Lazard broke a huge 58-yard touchdown. That was great. But if he doesn't catch that, yeah. he might get you like nine points. So he's fine, but like I like John Brown and I like Cole Beasley more. With Hardman – what I thought might happen, and it kind of happened, is that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was out. And I thought they might give Mecole a little bit more work in the running game. They gave him one. But they tried to get him in space on some screens to try to see if he could break off with speed. And he was fine. He put up 10 points at just under 4K. He's 4K this week. He's a dart throw if you just want to get different but also get a piece of this game because he's going to fly under the radar. And again... He's just a difference maker. You know, instead of playing Beasley, you want to play McCole Hardman, that's what you do. Yeah. All right. Uh, if Watkins is out again, of course. Say that again? That's if Sammy Watkins is out again right. for Cole. Right. All right. Two tight end uh, where, <laughs> I mean, it's Travis Kelsey who is – uh, who is facing the 29th-ranked defense against uh, tight ends and has – uh, nine of his last 12 games in double-digit target range. Um, yeah, you should play Travis Kelsey as much as you as much as you possibly can. And then after that, I mean, yikes, because we're talking about a. Hang on, I'm gonna try and do the math in my head. A $4,400 price job from the top of the tight end market to second place, and that's Robert Tunyon. Yeah. Look, I'm just building a lineup on, on the fly right now just to try to get the strategy that we talked about. Uh, you can build Josh Allen with Stephon Diggs, Kelsey, and Adams, and you get guys around that that we talked about. So it, it's positional scarcity. Like, if you think Kelsey gets held in check and you think that a guy like Robert Tunyon or Gronk or Dawson Knox can catch a touchdown and give you a better point per dollar – that's what you're hoping for in that lineup because Kelsey could give you 30 and none of these guys could crack 10. Yeah. Here's, here, here's, here, here's what I like. Um, Cameron Bray, $3,000. Um, he's got 11 targets in his last two games. Um, he doesn't have a touchdown in either game and, and still has collected 21 points in those two games. So if, if he just gives you that, you're going to be ecstatic with the rest of that build. And if he happens to fall into the end zone, I mean, look out, kids. So you're, you're accepting the possibility that he's also, you know, sub four in the point range. But that sort of a, you know, eight to 14 point game is very possible, Cameron Bray, and absolutely something you'd be ecstatic for. So that would be, you know, that that's that's my pivot at tight end, trying to what essentially flex because I'm taking Kelsey and trying to jam in the wide receivers we like, um, and just seeing what I can stomach on on the other side. Yeah, I like that call a lot. Um, clearly, running more routes than Rob Gronkowski, who seemingly is becoming more of a blocker for Tampa, which he was earlier on in the season. Gronk got five targets last week. He only caught one of them. Mm -hmm. Not what we're looking. Great, like you said, actually getting targeted down the field. And look, Tunyon, Gronk, Great, Knox, all those guys could give you five. 
And if you play one of them and they give you five and Kelsey doesn't go off or you got him anyway, whatever, you can make money on that strategy. Yeah. But if you play Bray, he's going to be way less popular than Tunyon and Gronk. So very nice pivot call there. I like that a lot. And if you're comfortable playing one of these cheap guys along with Kelsey, you can get whatever else you want. Right. Right. That's, that's, that's the, that's the model I'm in. Um, that's the build I'm in. And, and even, you know, defense is tough this week because, you know, there's, I mean, we are the Kings of finding a $2,500 defense that, that you can stomach and then living with six points from them. Right. Um, but there's not, I mean, you, your, your, your bottom of the, of the table options here at defense are either the bills against Patrick Mahomes or the Bucks against Aaron Rodgers, both those defenses on the road. No thanks to either of those. If if the Bills are my absolute punt defense, and I feel great about everything else, and you know, maybe there's a may, you know may, maybe there's a narrative that makes me feel okay about it. Um, you know, hey Mahomes, maybe a little banged up in this game. Maybe the Bills can can get a couple sacks. Um, okay fine if i feel great about everything else but otherwise i think you got to get up to the chiefs or the packers if you can yeah thankfully DraftKings actually priced this appropriately obviously we want to play the packers against old man brady outdoors you put some pressure on him he'll fall over like a sack of potatoes so they're fine at 3600 i agree uh the josh allen experience could rear its ugly head at any point so that could definitely give the chiefs defensive points there uh i think the bucks are in play they can generate some pressure yeah that's true. They can. Bakhtiari's out for uh, for Green Bay on the left side, and they signed Jared Valdir, but he had COVID, so now he can't play, I think. Yeah. So, you know, again, if you have the money to get up to any of these defenses, yes, the priority would be Green Bay, then Kansas City. I think I give a slight edge to the Bucks, just because I, I don't want to play a defense against even 80% Patrick Mahomes. Ah, that's that's but, interesting. Any of them can happen. Any of them can. All right, let us uh, take a look back at it all, put a little bow on it, and uh, and send you into championship weekend with our favorite plays of this short slate, Mr. Paulson. Yeah, we'll just uh, we'll do a little more of a ranking than we normally would. Uh, it's Josh Allen at the top for me, followed by Mahomes, and then I'll take Rodgers and Brady, but definitely prefer Josh Allen at the top. Running back. Uh, I like the cheap guys. Definitely love Daryl Williams if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is out. Uh, I think you can go right back to Singletary. Uh, look, he kind of busted last week. Maybe we get him lower owned than we than we think, and that would be great. So uh, I like that. But again, look, yeah, Aaron Jones is fine. Fournette's fine. Get, get those guys if you want them, for sure. Wide receiver. Uh, I prefer Adams followed by Diggs and then Tyreek at the top. Uh, if I am playing one of the Bucks guys, it would be Chris Godwin over Mike Evans. And on the cheap range, it's John Brown for me. And a tight end. Uh, I think Kelsey is a priority. He could break the slate, and he could prevent you from making money if you don't have him in that lineup. Uh, of the cheaper tight ends, uh, I, along with everybody else, will like Robert Tunyon. And I definitely like that very sharp Cameron break call that you made. And defense, yeah, again. It's uh, Packers, Chiefs, Bucks, and Bills, whatever fits. Yeah, um, quarterback, exact same. I like Allen, I like Mahomes, I like Rodgers, and I'll even fade the GOAT. Uh, Tom Brady, running back, 
Robert Jones is probably my guy, but uh, either of the Chiefs backs and uh, Robert Jones, Ronald Jones, excuse me, uh, is probably my guy. Either of the Chiefs running backs, whichever one is is healthy and looks to be the one there, uh, and then Singletary uh, is definitely somebody who will be in play for me. Wide receiver. Uh, Devontae and Diggs, those are the top two above everybody else. I will certainly have some Tyreek, and I'll have a ton, probably an irresponsible amount of John Brown. Uh, Kelsey, you're absolutely right at tight end, uh, and Cameron Brait underneath for me. And yeah, whatever works at defense, uh, the priority on uh, on the top two, but if you feel good about it, then, uh, then, then play whoever fits, as you said, underneath. Championship. Play whoever you want. That's it. That's it. Play what you feel. Just go out there. Have some fun with it. Huh? Huh? And speaking of fun, I have a question for you about this lingering Deshaun Watson saga. We never see a quarterback this good, this young, become available like this. Now, the question I have for you is I'm going to read off a bunch of teams and I'm going to ask you whether or not you would be interested in trading for Deshaun Watson based on your current situation. Okay. I think the one off the top that we know that it's not going to happen is the Kansas City Chiefs. They're content at their quarterback spot. I, I think they're probably good, yeah. Okay. If you're the Buffalo Bills, do you consider swapping Josh Allen for Deshaun Watson at all? I don't think I do. I just I, agree. I, I just think you know the contract situations being what they are. I think I keep uh, I, I think I keep Allen there, even though um, contract situations and trade situations, right? What you what you'd have to give up. Um, yep. I think I think you keep him there, even though Watson's the better quarterback. Right now, of course, you know this isn't simple. Like there's salary cap, there's other pieces, and so on and so forth. Now, yeah. what about the Green Bay Packers? Um. Again, I think I, they're good for right now, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't. Th- yeah, I understand the argument that that Watson's so young, but I don't think I'm giving up what I need to to give up when Aaron Rodgers is having this year. Okay, now I'm going to get into the, the the juicier ones. I think if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, do you offer Joe Burrow plus for Deshaun Watson? No. No, I, I think it's an interesting conversation. It, I agree. It absolutely what is. It's look to get a guy of Deshaun Watson's caliber, and he is that good, right? And 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 he is just he's any team would want him, except maybe the Chiefs. Um, what you have to give up the other direction. I you know I don't know though when you think about coming off the injury with Burrow. That that it's one's fascinating. that one's a long conversation. I don't think so it's because because of what you have to give up on the other side, and you're still so far away. So like you've got Burrow, um, and and you know with with sports medicine, what it is, project that he comes back healthy, right? Um, what do you do with, um, you know, everything else in the team needs help. So you're going to give up all of the assets you have that could help the rest of the team that needs to improve to get. Deshaun Watson, it's definitely an upgraded quarterback, but you know now you're paying Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson money versus Joe Burrow rookie contract money, so probably not. But that one's tough. 
Yeah, I should have started with the Chargers because now I, I think the answer is spoiled. Do you ever consider moving Herbert plus? Yeah, no, right? No, no I, I no, I don't. I don't. Though that one, that one may be even more interesting because you could make the argument that the Chargers are much closer, right? Uh huh. And so yeah. you know, you get you get a better quarterback in there who knows what their ceiling could be. That's actually interesting, just, but I don't think I do because of the contract numbers. The rookie contracts are so, so good. Right. The Chargers, if they hit everything else right and their defense is healthy, they have a Super Bowl window with Herbert on the rookie deal yep. instead of absorbing the Watson contract and then having to make sacrifices elsewhere. Yep. If I told you that, or if I asked you this, Watson's available six months ago, and Herbert's already drafted. You give up Herbert plus a first rounder or whatever for Deshaun Watson. I think we're both saying, well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's just fascinating that we've seen Herbert perform so well so quickly that we're like, now we're good. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're content with what we have here. Because yep. obviously, you know, the Jets and the Dolphins make the most sense. You know, you get a, a, at least some upside out of Darnold or Tua. Uh, assuming you believe in them plus picks like those deals just make a lot of sense but yep. uh all right i have one more for you go ahead and give it to me the new orleans saints oh. give up this first rounder next year's first rounder and you're probably going to have to give up a you know a couple seconds or thirds do you make that do you make that deal yes absolutely yeah Absolutely, I think that is the juiciest spot that he could land. Yep, and I gotta be honest, I I assumed you were gonna you were gonna give me the Giants, uh, to which I would also say yes. Um, But and then I was planning to ask you the Saints because I I think you absolutely make that deal if you're New Orleans. It's a slam dunk. I mean, your team is ready, and I mean this this team. You know, this this team this team wins that divisional playoff game if not for the breeze turnovers and i'm not saying that all of them were his fault necessarily but you know a more dynamic quarterback a more dynamic arm at quarterback um this this team this team extends that super bowl window for a while that defense those weapons i think it's a slam dunk i think you absolutely do it if you're new orleans yeah, I think you probably might have to give up a piece on defense just to make the uh, the salary cap work, but it's all about the picks. And again, same thing for the Giants. Like Daniel Jones has value, but it's going to be with you know either multiple firsts or a first and multiple seconds and thirds. So yeah, the Giants make that deal. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I think I think they and and look, I love dimes when he's not fumbling the football, um, but you absolutely have to make that deal if if it's offered to you. I think the Giants are live if they do everything right. I think Jones is good enough. Much like we, we thought the Jags were good enough with Bortles, yep. uh, I think the Giants would be good enough with Dimes yep. to make a run. Is Dimes the reason? Maybe, maybe not. But he's good enough that he can keep you in football games if he fixes the turnovers. Look at Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I look, don't, but don't let's let's not let's not park here long, because because you're gonna start talking me in, into into Giants 2021 futures. That's a road we've been down, and it's a dangerous road, my friend. Oh, I love it. Good luck to everyone this weekend. It's only gambling if you lose.